Blog Talk Radio. How you doing? How you doing? This is Jimmy calling from Chicago, Illinois. My producer is Keith Bledsoe, and welcome everybody to another edition of Real People from the Hood. That song was ACDC. I kind of like it, you know, so I picked it. I said, let's do a theme with ACDC for right now, and um, we're going to get into the show, but I'd like everybody to be able to call in. That number that you can call in for is 718-664. Nine five one three again. That number is seven one eight six six four nine five one three. Okay, it's election time, ladies and gentlemen, here in Chicago, and we have a progressive mayor that's running. We have a progressive conservative governor that's been elected, and I gotta admit that I voted for a Republican governor this time. Yeah, it kicked me in the butt. I did it. The reason that I did it, ladies and gentlemen, um, Quinn was our governor before, and the problem that I had with Quinn that he just couldn't say no. The state is going broke, but he's constantly giving away stuff. Just say no. Make a decision to stop spending money that you don't have, trying to create dollars out of nothing, and just say no. He had too many people that he really, really wanted to to please. And, you know, I'm a union guy. always have been. I've never been a religious guy. Um, I've never been into special, special interests and whatnot. But if all of these people see that the pot is empty, why are you constantly keeping, keep jumping in line trying to get something that's not there? I'm saying that to say this. The reason that I voted Republican this time, and keep in mind, I'm a black nationalist independent, okay? I love my black folks. I love my country, and I'm an independent um, voter. I I like to look at the issues and see what's going to be, what's going to help the black community. I'm selfish. What's going to help the black community down the line? I got daughters and grandkids living here in the city of Chicago, and I don't want it to be like Detroit. I'm sorry. I said it. I don't want this, this state going broke because we got a governor that just can't say no. And Ronner, the governor we have now, the Republican governor, yeah, he's making a lot of cuts that I don't like on the, on the back of children, on the back of teachers, on the back of unions. I understand all that, you know, but it has to stop before it goes broke. I'd rather for it to stop than for it to go broke. Now you can call in and give your opinion on that. I don't mind, you know. Uh, you know, you can kick me in the butt if you want to, but I'll listen. This time I voted Republican, and the reason that I voted Republican this time is because Republicans have a tendency to be really selfish, greedy, and self-centered. I can work with that because you already know where they're going, you already know what they're thinking, you already know what they're going to do. A Republican governor is almost like one of those friends you got and you went out and bought a brand-new car and you come out the, the next day after telling him or her about the car and you find a scratch on it. Those are Republicans. Um, I don't understand 
a lot of their thinking, the selfishness, because they only hurt themselves. Yeah, they got theirs and they that me, me, me thing, but they only hurt themselves also. But getting back to me voting Republican, I really want to see the brothers, I've said this before, to step up, suit up, and get involved with this weed thing. There's a lot of money out there that this governor can bring to Illinois if he does three things. One of them, he got to grow some balls and quit running around with these preachers and these special interests and, and some of these non-for-profits and some of these uh, self-centered these projects that he's got set up in his mind and just grab and, 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 and grab the money and, and, and bring in new revenues of money. Weed would do it. Selling property would do it. And saying no would do it. Personally, I'm really trying to get the fellas to get into that weed game only because they're already doing it. It's second nature to them. They, I just read a newspaper this morning where they got Three Illinois doctors are going to quit their practice. They're going to quit their practice after going to school for 12 or 15 years and get into the weed game. And they're going to get in it. They got the money to buy the licenses and everything. But if you need to see exactly what's happening in Illinois and with this weed game, how they're going to have a second generation, they're going to have a second generation of their people and have money for the next generation. And it's mind-boggling. Hold on for a second. My executive producer has a comment. What's going on, Big Jim? What's up, Keith? Come on, man. Hey, Tell just, me about it. Go ahead, keep oh, me I'm, first, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, go ahead and say what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, on a, I was pretty much on the bypass, the, 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 the router thing. I, I He, he kind of hit me come out the blocks uh, talking about a. Uh, seven years to get to a ten dollar minimum wage, but that's that's whatever. I was going to talk about uh, act, when, you, when you mentioned about uh, the brothers have an opportunity to, to dabble into the weave business, which would be great, and which they should because they served enough time for it. But uh, man, we can't even get a damn liquor store. So I, it's, it's, you know, being able to sell that weed is going to be hard to come by. But I hope, I hope, I hope it does uh, uh, happen mm-hmm. so that you know, the brothers can can get a piece of the pie. But uh, like I said, you know, we, we can't get a dollar on liquor store in the community. So, you know, I, I hope, you know, better luck with the marijuana. We'll see what happens. Well, I have a plan. That's just a piece of it. But I got the plan goes like this. Let me start from the beginning with the plan first and see. Now that we got a greedy governor and we got a progressive Democratic mayor making cuts also, he's bringing in tons of revenues from bogus tickets from everything that he's doing is pretty much bogus because he's trying to break the unions too. And he's a Democrat. So we got a governor, Republican, regressive governor that's trying to break the union. And we got a progressive Democrat that's trying to break the union. It's like we shit in one hand and, and shake with the other one. It's like, okay, my vote, I can't speak for everybody. My vote, I am not selling my vote cheap. Keep your hams, turkeys, and your book bags. You ain't getting my vote that cheap. I got a plan, and this is my plan right here. I would love for this summer to be my project. I'm going to call the Teamsters and see if they can organize, see if they'd be interested in organizing all the ex-felons um, into a group, a voting block, and try to get some of these ACLU lawyers to represent them and in, in, in spongements and all that stuff. Another part of that plan would be for those two to work together, we'll call in the felons, then we got a voting block of another two, three million here in Illinois. I don't know what it is like anywhere else across the nation. I would love for Dick Durbin to get into this. Dick Durbin is, um, I think he's the Democratic senator for the state of Illinois. I don't know who the Republican um yeah, I, need to, yeah, I, should have, I should know that. Okay, I should know that. Stuff. I'm just from the hood trying to dodge bullets. Anyway, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I would love for them to do is get together and and try to come up with a plan to bring felons in. Once the felons are in, we got a voting block. Once we got the felons to vote as citizens, their mind, their change, their their mind change, their, their mindset will change. And then once we can get their mindsets to change, we'll introduce these things like 
the weed program and 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 being um, productive citizens of the um, of the city of Chicago and try to get some of them back on the payroll to pay taxes and to, um, to become entrepreneurs and to 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 ask the city for these lots that they're not using they can sell goods on them if they want to do the um, the collard greens and and the Brussels sprout growing that's fine if they want to have a place where they can sell some of their goods, that's fine. But it's got to be a revenue stream coming in. I don't like the idea. I've never have. I've said this many times before, and I'm going to keep on saying it. I do not like the fact that we got too many churches in the black community. I do not like the fact that we got too many freaking um, um, liquor stores that we can't control. We ought to be able, and we should, and we can. We can make our aldermans. Stop handing our liquor license like Skittles. We could tell our aldermen, hey, look, we want everybody who has a liquor license in the black community, we're going to give them a 60-day grace period to ask us, the voters of the black community, can we come into your neighborhood and sell you our poison? And we're going to say, hell, hell to the no. No, you can't come. We won't. We like drinking liquor and beer like everybody else. But you ain't gonna be next to my daycare center. You ain't gonna be next to my 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 food kitchen. You definitely gonna be next to my schools. So you can kiss my ass on that one. No, if you're gonna be in our neighborhood, we're gonna tell you where you're gonna be. You just ain't gonna fuck around and find a broken store next down, next door to a three flat, and all of a sudden, bam, you sell a liquor about of it. Those days are gonna be over with. But we got to get our audience on the same page too. And this is me thinking, my plan, my dreams, and the plan for the felons is that these brothers they need our help. They really do. You know, someone's gonna be hard headed and fuck, and they ain't gonna do what they're supposed to do. But again, if the brothers come out as a whole and they see this plan as a whole like that, they can keep them in line. You know, ain't no getting up in the morning walking to the walking your kid to the school and you see an asshole's over here smoking weed and drinking liquor while your kids walking past them trying to go to school and get education. Them brothers that really, really want to be on top, that really got their shit together and really ain't going to go back because of this knucklehead over here don't want to straighten up, let them handle that shit. We call it street justice. Street justice. Well, what do you think about, uh, I'm thinking that, who are in prison for nonviolent marijuana offenses. I know Bill Maher I just happened to cross past his show last Saturday, and he, he was like that broken rock clock that's right twice a day. He was on point when he said that those brothers should be released. If they're going to legalize this, then don't have pass. They should don't be have released. Pass. Absolutely. Think about it. I was reading on Facebook too, Keith. Yeah, I mean, we're on the same page. I was reading on Facebook where this one group in Colorado donated 11 pounds of marijuana to a charity. On that same Facebook uh, thread, a brother went to jail, got life for two and a half pounds of marijuana. Brother's going to serve the rest of his life in jail for having two and a a half pounds of marijuana. And this white guy in Colorado gave away 11 pounds of marijuana to a charity. So think about it. Think about it. If he gave away 11 pounds to a charity, how much do you think he got snatched? <laughs> well, how much do you think he got snatched? This is where I hope this president can step up to the plate, which I doubt he'll do. But uh, if he really wanted to make a bold statement, these nonviolent guys that were in prison for having a you know, bag of weed and all that, letting them guys go. But, hey, wish we could have it is wishful thinking, but it's a plan. It's a doable plan. All somebody got to do is yeah, have yeah. balls enough to initiate it. You know, and, exactly. and, and they got to cut these fucking preachers loose, man. These preachers are running too fucking buck wild for me. I'm sorry. You know, I read that they got, they, they, from, from 1980 up to now, they took in $420 billion from their parishioners. That is the core of you the know, problem in the black neighborhood and community is the damn church and people are so duped that they think that that's the solution and salvation and they just don't they just don't see it brother 
Well, Keith, somewhere they got to see it, man. You know, one young lady tried to tell me, well, the church need money to survive and pay their bills. Do you need a fucking Lear jet to run a church? <laughs> Do you need three mansions and, and Bentleys and shit to run a church? Do you need a Rolex to run a church? This how religion has really screwed us up in the black community, man. And I'm not an atheist. I don't hate God. People be telling me that. No, it's no. fucking common sense. It is. It is what it is. I mean, the biggest, and you got the yeah, you got some that are help. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm, I'm running. Go ahead. No, man. no, no. You, no, I'm just saying that you, you you got people who just don't seem to. They're so locked into what they've been taught that they don't have no sense of reality and uh, they look at you like you got the fucking problem, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. That's I get that a lot. And we do talk about religion a lot on here. I would hate to get a church guy or a church woman on here and start reading scriptures and shit, man, because it's just going to piss me off. You know, I had an idea what those scriptures are and whatnot, but it ain't making any fucking sense. In reality, it's not making any sense. Don't tell me that the world need or, or the city of Chicago need God back in, in the equation. And then after you get through saying what you're saying, you turn around and see people sleeping on the freaking street. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them are praying that things get better. But the first thing they say, oh, God has saved me. Oh, I woke up this morning feeling great. Oh, I, I, me, me. You know, that's some selfish yeah, shit to yeah. me, man. Yeah. Exactly. My my whole thing, if we ain't all blessed, it, it, damn it, ain't nobody blessed. I mean, you talk about, you know, you, you're blessed, but you got people starving, you got people getting killed every day, shot, you know, all kind of uh, things are going on, but, but, but you have been selected to be blessed, and I just don't, I ain't about it, man. You know, uh, like I say, I'm not, uh, I'm just being, I just know what I see every day. And I'm not gonna be something with no two thousand year old fucking fairy tale. That's me. <laughs> so uh, that's me too, Keith. I see it and it pisses me off, man, when people try to tell me that I hate God. I don't even know the motherfucker. I don't know him. I I I was studied to be a witness man for four years and I didn't understand what the hell they were saying half the time. But I was trying to be open. I was trying to make sense of it. When it got to the point, um when it got to the point tired of asking me questions, they just automatically told me, well, we're not going to talk about that right now. Wait a minute. I'm, you're the one teaching me. You mean tell me I can't ask questions because I'm asking the same question over and over again? Clarify the shit that you're telling me. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. I'm giving you four, I, gave, I gave you four years of my life. I at least deserve a fucking answer, an answer that made sense. Exactly. And, what, and what's wrong with that? Don't you, you teach your kids to ask questions? That's why I you know, you, you had a, damn near a thousand people in Jonestown, Canada that didn't act the damn thing. Where they at now? Okay. You know, they drank that damn Kool-Aid. I'd have looked at them like he was crazy. they say, you, you go ahead. <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh -huh. you, you know, know, they want to disown you. Get, and... I... Go ahead. Go ahead. I never did, I never did want to get into a black and white thing, man. You know, but I can't sit up there and, and accept some shit that somebody gave me, man. Why is it that they gave us the Bible, white folks, when they we brought when they first brought us here, they gave us what the white they gave us the fucking um uh, Bible. They took every fucking thing else. So it's like, can't you see what they did to us? I'm not blaming them as a uh, yeah I am blaming them, and I'm not going to even even retract from it either. But, but I can deal with them. I can work with them. You know, we got a black president because of them. Half of them grew up to the point where they stopped listening to their mothers and their fathers. They said, well, damn, I got some black friends. They ain't nothing like what you're talking about. Yeah, we wanted a black president, but they gave us a black president, and he's doing the best that he can. And now that he's in the office, Barack Obama, he's, people are, these, these old white people, white guys, white women, can't get out of their mind that, it's a it's a black man sitting in the most powerful uh, office in the world. Hey man, he should still be shining shoes and 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 picking cotton and shit. Some of them they think like that. Oprah said it best. These old white guys in power gotta die out because they're never gonna get that brother his due. John McCain, oh, no. he they they have more white guys on these morning shows, man. That 
that, that, that really screwed this company, country up, and they praising the hell out of them. You know, it, well, what, you know, they, it, it, what, what gets me is that what gets me is that they still are giving relevance to jackasses like John McCain and Sarah Palin. And they keep give, and and Giuliani. They keep giving them a voice and putting them on TV in front of the camera and putting the microphone and let them, let them talk all that stupid ass shit. And they don't question them. They don't ask. They don't. They don't come at them and, and expose them. It's like they're almost doing that for the purpose of misleading, uh, you know, these weak-minded individuals. You know, these these people are Ill, totally irrelevant, but they're making them relevant. That's the system for you. Yeah, you know when when you got when you have a, a force that can you read about what black people are doing you you show what black people are doing you show what uh, Hispanics are doing and then you 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 disregard people like Reagan Clinton wasn't all that good either I'm sorry Clinton came in and started throwing people out welfare and and welfare to work and. He did a whole lot of stuff, man, that I didn't like as a as a um, as as a popular Democratic president. Yeah, he was deceiving. Reagan. He was a slick. He was a slick fox. Oh yeah, he was a southerner. What was he from? Arkansas, somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah Arkansas. Yeah, he, he was a southern black man. He been around black people. He white people kept calling him the first black president. Behind me. You know, and he knew he'd been around black folks enough to know um, um, how his daddy or his grandfather um, talked to blacks and how he those little over-the-dinner conversations that they had at the table with the family sitting there. You know, I'm pretty sure. But he knew one thing that a lot of us need to learn right now. He knew how to shut the fuck up. That's one thing we can't do. We can't shut the hell up half the time. We don't we, we don't have to go on just like they just like last night with the um Oscars. We're gonna go into commercial after this. Um, with the Oscars. You know, I'm reading on Facebook, everybody happy that you know, that the common and, and this other guy, uh John whatever his name is. One of Oscar for a song Yeah. One of song uh, one Oscar for glory. It's a beautiful, uh, spiritual song. Don't y'all know that the Oscar committee was was getting all types of flack because they had no black nominees on that show, none. They had none. No, they no no black representation on that show. Period. And then they probably got together behind their closed doors and say, "Oh, we 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 better get these Negroes or something." Ooh, let's give them best song. That's that's almost yeah. like. The politicians giving us turkeys and hams and shit, man, at Thanksgiving. How much is our creativity worth? It ain't worth jack until they tell us that it's worth jack. I would be happy you to know? see the black artists totally boycott that thing, but they're not because there's money in it if they win, and they're, you know, I don't know. I guess we, we need to be relevant to them, but uh, I don't give a damn about Oscar, Grammy, Tony, uh, any of uh, dance for star, they can all, you know, you know, give me the Soul Train Awards, BET Awards, uh, Trump, Trumpet or whatever. You know, I, I can go with some of that. But uh, uh, the other sad stuff, they can keep it, man. That's just me. Yeah. You know, if you stay black, they're going to blackball you. Look at Monique. Monique hasn't worked since she lost her television show and found out that she got blackballed in Hollywood, and she learned that through Lee Daniels. The same guy that made Selma. Why does she get blackballed? What, she's too black. What 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 the hell is too black? If she's if she's expressing her culture, that means that she had to get somebody that owns a studio, owns a newspaper, owns a magazine, owns the other theaters that is black, so they can understand where she's coming from to make money. When you're doing cinema, when you're doing radio, all it, it, the bottom line is to make money. But God, Jesus. Freaking Christ! It's more than just you white folks. You got some Hispanic, you know. You got some Chinese. You got all type of nationalities in this country, and that's just plain freaking selfish for them to think that we always got to have our hair straight in order for us to fit in. Pamela Jones from Channel Two just got fired, man, and she was a, and, and I hate that she was a damn good reporter, but they let her go. 
But they kept their oh, life on their personalities. They're setting the stage, man. They're setting. The, they get ready for this next election. You see what's happening with WM. I mean, I'm not W, but uh, MSNBC. They they, yeah. they they get rid of the left wing and they, they they're setting the stage and they, they're getting ready to get this. Review. You can see it's, it's they're doing it right in our face. But damn, you, you, you can't see this. I mean, they, yeah, you're right. They're getting ready because what they want is this country to regress back to the 50s. They exactly. Really do. Reagan, Reagan set the stage in the 80s when he did his techno-bigotry. I call it techno-bigotry. And, and he set the stage then, well, we're, we're, we're the mightiest country in the world. We don't have to tell or bow down to anybody. We got guns. We got big guns. I'm like John Wayne riding on a horse. You know? And at the end of his term, he drooling on himself. He couldn't even know his name. But anyway, yep. ladies and gentlemen, Call us after the commercial, 718-664-9513, 718-664-9513. Get in this conversation. We're going to go into a commercial, a song, and we're coming right back. Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man.
Right, ladies and gentlemen, fight the power. <laughs> I like that song. Um, I don't know what was up with Flavor Flav when he came out that group, man. You know, when he made that song and, and he started kicking with white women. I never understood that about brothers. You know, they get into they get into the black nationalist thing, man, and then they start having white girlfriends and whatnot. Then they try to explain that stuff. I never well, that's, understood. That's when they finally that's when they finally made it, man. <laughs> That's when they made it. Shit. Hey. Oh man. You know how much Flavor Flay get into the black nationalist thing, man, with the um the onks and then the red, black and green and, 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 and the big clocks and whatnot. And then he turned around and started kicking with white women, boy. I said, Okay. <laughs> That's the hypocrisy that I'm talking about, y'all. Stuff like that. You know, I may be uh, a hypocrite too, voting Republican, but I wanna I, 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 I got tired of my vote not being worth anything. I tried to put two and two together with the progressive mayor and a progressive governor, and hopefully the plan that I got set and going to try to put forth, you know, if they tell me no, fine, you know, I, I'll understand. But, you know, the, the brothers that are locked up, black, white, Chinese, and they get these felons, man, they need to bring them back into society. They're our last hope here, the truth. The police don't give a shit. Police think they're badasses. They got this godlike mentality, ain't never been around nobody other than their own peers, and then when they get around their own peers, they want to kill every fucking body. You know, it's a damn shame when it gets to a point where you grow up in a non-cultural uh, society, you you don't integrate with anybody, you don't talk to anybody other than your neighborhood friends that you grew up with playing Xbox and video games. Then you go out and get these shoot 'em up games and then your daddy go out and buy him a gun and buy you one at the age of fifteen. Y'all shooting cans and whatnot, then all of a sudden you want to kill somebody, then you join the freaking police force. Now all of a sudden you God because you got enough bullets in the gun big enough to to to, to stop anybody from saying anything that you don't like. Growing up with these old funky attitudes about how other people should respect you and you the law and you got the uh, you got your buddies that's gonna back you up. I hate that about police officers. All of them ain't like that, but I hate it. Oh no, no, they're not. They're not. Um, no. you know, I, um, as far as here in Chicago, um, I really don't know what's going on with the race itself, but I'm gonna tell you again. I broke that democratic. Um, stronghold they had. I, I went to my independent roots. I voted for um, uh, the Mexican guy, um, Chuy Garcia. I'm like, I forgot his name. It's his nickname. And I voted for the Mexican guy. I'm sorry. I'm the reason I did that. Rom needs to get into a runoff with this Mexican guy. He really do. He needs a runoff so he can so he can, so he can come back down to earth a little bit. Right now, he's holding his balls a little bit too tight. And his voice is a little high. He needs to take that bass out of his voice, or put some bass in there and grow some, and and treat the people like they got some respect. In a runoff, if he was in a runoff with a Mexican candidate, I'm hoping like heck these Hispanics come out of the woodwork, do what they're supposed to do in terms of sign up to be citizens, and help Hispanic Maryland the city of Chicago. I hope that they can see that it is a place for them. They can't keep riding on the brothers' coattails. Yeah, I said it. They always been doing it. Even in the fifties and sixties, when the brothers and sisters were making inbounds to 
um, equality and all the other stuff. They were out there, you know, they were trying to, you know, do farm rights and, and try to grow vegetables and get a union and everything. But for the most part, when the papers and when the when the dust cleared and the papers were signed, yeah, they did a tricky dicky on everybody because they made a they made everybody as a minority group. And when they made it as a minority group, they grouped in blacks who was getting their head busted and getting hit with water cannons. Black women, and they decided to be feminists ten, fifteen years later. But that's a whole nother that's a whole another conversation right there. Hispanics in there, they didn't give a shit. Sneaking over the border and whatnot, they didn't give a shit half the time. They just wanted to come and make some money because the money went back to Mexico and a dollar down in Mexico. I don't even know what fifty dollars. I don't know. But the sad part about the minority situation, what they created for blacks, they threw in white women. Now, how is a white woman a minority? All that white woman did was represent her white husband. That's it. So we didn't get nothing. Every time we get a law passed that will help a black in this country, it's always a catch. It ain't going to never be a decent law that we can just use and, 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 and try to better ourselves with. It's always and that catch is always, is always racism and white supremacy. That is the catch. That's the hook. That's the foundation of this country. You know, and a lot of people don't see it, though, Keith. They think everything is fine. They think because they got a decent job and, and, and they live way over there and, and they don't see the supremacy thing. It, they don't do it on purpose. It's just the way they've been. Well, they do it on purpose, but they do it covertly now. And they've been doing it all their life. They can't do it no other way. Keep in mind, these these white folks weren't ready to to build this country, man. They was too fucking selfish. They were the ones that were lazy. They, for some how in some way, they made it seem like we were the lazy ones. We the ones doing all the freaking work. Well, the this ironic country, thing, brother Jim, if, if 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 it wasn't for us being here, they would be killing each other. See where they common ground. True. They can come together on the side I had. Yeah. See what I'm saying? You know, and, and yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. And the sad part about it, man, is that, you know, the reason blacks were able to invent things to make it easier for them because they were the actual, actual ones doing the work. When the cotton gin came, when the black man made the cotton gin, he didn't do it for his master. He did it because he got tired of bending the fuck over, man, 18 hours a day and, and, and six days a week. But that, that white guy owned them. He owned the pattern. A friend of mine told me that. They always, in a situation where everything that a black man do, they're able to take advantage of because they got the law and the power and the money on their side to produce it on a large scale. Everything. We, we yep. You know, we can enjoy it. That's why we're consumers. You know, we it ain't the fact that we don't want to own stuff and stuff like that. They make it harder. And the shit is hard for the majority of us to get involved with that stuff. Man, a lot of us get tired. You know, you got some progressive blacks, man, that'll do it and make it and, and, and reach back and, and bring some brothers and sisters with them. But a lot of us are just tired. Well, Brother Jim, that's when you get back into the church part, too, because the church doesn't teach that. The church teaches just to be humble and just wait to the afterlife to get your salvation and to get your heaven once you're gone as though they've been there and, and know what it's about. But uh, hmm. the people are not being taught to do the, the, the very thing you were just talking about. We're taught to be gullible and submissive and passive and to buy into a 2,000-year-old fairy tale. Don't leave much left <laughs> to do the things you're saying, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, people of course, are real progressive yeah. church. And and I know some that, that actually moved out and came back and, and, and tried to do the best they can within the school system, within the black clubs, um, with the city. It's not enough of them, though. You know, you got too many of them, man, that will wait and see what God going to do. You know, like, come on, now. If, if, if you look, if you've been here 50 years, and shit is still basically where it was when you first started praying. Won't you wake up? Won't you do yeah, something different? We're worse off. 
we're, we're worse off when you when you when you really look. Yeah, we have we have all these millionaires. We have a lot of, but far from a moral standpoint, uh, how we are uh, person to person, we we are far worse off than we were fifty years ago. We, we are zombies. Yeah. And you know, you know what? what I mean? Yeah, and you know what, Keith? You know, if we don't study our history, country and the way the system is set up and the white supremacy is set up, keep in mind the Indians, the Native Americans, went through the same thing we're going through right now. The only difference is is that they didn't have Facebook, no radio, no TV, no newspaper to get it out to the rest of the tribes that were in the same situation. They did. They went to Washington and and saw what the um, what 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 um, the white man was doing with their progress and how they can be semi simulated into doing the same thing that they're doing. But the prejudice was worse then, you know, than it was in them after they got put on the uh, freaking um, the 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 um, reservations. You know, you can't take a farmer. Most of them are farmers. You can't take a farmer, hunters, and 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 craftsmen, and put them in the middle of a fucking desert and feed them liquor and expect for them to be have some type of progress, progressiveness about them. You 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 can you, you cannot suppress the people to the point where you making them just nothing. The Amer- the Native Americans can tell us exactly what we need to know. They can tell us exactly what they went through, how they tried to survive, how they tried to assimilate, but the the white man had a role for them. Their their role was to be extinct. Nothing else. Take their land, poison their food supply and water, put them somewhere where they not is not going to be progressive, give them their pastime, liquor, and let them die the fuck out. That's what Reagan did in the 80s when he brought crack to the black community. Yeah. I mean, he stopped progress. He stopped some progressive stuff right there. Yeah, Reagan and Bush, you know, yeah. And, and, and Clinton came along and tried to do some of those same things, you know, but he was a little slick with his. Okay, um, we got a guest. Go ahead and kill me and uh, boss man, and we'll see what they're talking about. Uh. Oh, we have someone in the chat room, but they're not. Uh, they haven't called in. Oh, okay. But they can. They can. They feel free to. Uh, oh, she just logged out. Okay, well that's okay. We'll just keep on rolling. But, yeah, uh, if you guys want to call in, call room. in. We have no problem with that. Um, we got chat rooms, you know, and and we're going back and forth. So, if you got something you want to add to this conversation, we have no problem with that. Because we're just running until. We um the end of the show and we just getting our word out, our expressions and whatnot, you can do the same thing on this show. It's we called Real People from the Hood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real People from the Hood. You know, don't worry about, you know, any any reservations or any time constraints. Well, we only got an hour. Um anything you want to talk about, anything that that we said that you thought that was wrong or you wanna add something to it, take something from it, I have no problem with it. I like to listen to anybody. One thing I've noticed, man, is that I've been kind of following is it, the, the things that I tell you. Some some of these uh, right wingers, I really, they've lost their damn minds, man. I don't know if they, they have a men, they're mentally uh, losing their marbles. I'm talking about Rudy Giuliani. The things that he said lately that make that make no damn sense. Ignorant no. comments. I mean, just the, the hate just. Got him saying any old kind of things. I'm sure you heard him talking about uh, Obama. He, he hates America and he don't love him and all that. Have you have you heard? Have you followed that at all? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I went a little deeper than that and found out that um, his fathers and his uncles and whatnot are ex-convicts and whatnot, and and they did con games and whatnot and spent time in jail and and see they don't talk about stuff like that. When a person does stuff like that, it's best to do a background on that person to see exactly uh, where they stand on certain issues because they don't talk about it. You know, and um, I can't. I think it was an a article in uh, Huffington Post. I love. I love a lot of the stuff that they do. And um, yeah, they're they're, they're another, ex- excellent. 
There's another one. There's another post on Facebook called "We Survived Bush and Will Survive Obama." That's a pretty good one. I like him. He has some stuff that's on point, and I love his audience. His audience is is um, um, uh, on point with a lot of this stuff. The Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. That's a beautiful site to be on, and I like to talk with those people on there. But Giuliani' problem is, man, that you know he doesn't want to say it all. He doesn't. He feel like he did a whole lot of stuff for for New York, and that he wants to keep this light on. It's time for you to move the fuck over, get out the way, and let somebody else come in. That's the problem with these white old white guys. They don't want to give it up. John McCain. They don't. He need to give it up. And he. Who can he's he part of the damn cover up in New York? We talk about nine eleven. That third building fell without anything kitchen at all. It was an inside job. I mean, everybody knows, but I guess nobody can say it. Uh, I guess the, the newscasts have probably been threatened with their lives if they go into talking about that shit because it's just too quiet. Yeah, they know better than to bring it up, or else. That that's that's my take on why nobody talks about it because they'll they'll mess mess around and be found in a ditch from a strange auto accident, shit like that. Okay, <laughs> it's a strange auto accident. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's how that's how they do, man. I'll I'll. I'll Witnesses to the to JFK assassination mysteriously uh, killed. You know, uh, a witness to uh, the Third World Trade. This has got Brother Barry Jennings. If you Google him and YouTube him, he explains exactly what he saw. He, he mysteriously died. And uh, th- th- it, he was murdered by the system. So, system is a motherfucker, man. I tell you. <laughs> it's it's to the your point now, man. You gotta gotta ask questions. You know, religion, neighborhoods. You know, if people would ask me exactly and point blank why I voted Republican, I would have told them. You know, um, why I would love to see a runoff in the city of Chicago so the Hispanics can get aboard. Why I would love to see so many community activists, man. You know, stop turning a blind eye to all these people that want them to help them, but don't want to come out and help them with what they need to get done and need to do. I got some friends, What's man. You- um, I, you know they they really trying to help um, with in their little groups and with their little programs that they're into with the schools running for an alderman. Yeah. Um, um, my buddy just won um, presidentship of one of the CTA unions here. People like that are real progressive, man. And, you know, but you got a lot of them out here, man. They, they they so wrapped up in the free turkey and ham thing, man. That you know you get tired of fucking with them. You get t- it's just like, dude, I'm trying to help you. Get off your ass and help me help you. you. I understand you have problems right now. You, you're running in a situation where your lights and gas going to get cut off. You need food and money. There's only so much I can do on my end. There's only so much time in the day. Help me. Come up with an idea to help me help you. And the problem in the black community that I've seen, not all of it, but a majority of it, you're right. I do blame a lot of those fucking churches for, for, for the lack of interest. In some of the, uh, why is it that the, the 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 parishioners shouldn't have any interest in uh, city politics or, or 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 state politics, but your pastor can go out there and bring any fucking body he wants and and stand his happy ass up on the pulpit beside him, waiting on that 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 that, that money that the Bush said. What is it? The faith based faith based money? initiative that, that 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 systematic bullshit that they use to, uh, you know. Keep, keep the churches right where they are. You yeah. Know? You know, and, and the choirs that kept, most of that money is supposed to go to social services, went to them. They actually bought your pastor. If you, if, I'm going to put it like this. Anybody that's listening, if your pastor bought a politician to his church, no, no, no. If bought a politician to your church, then he's, and he don't want you asking no questions about it. Because he feel he has your best interest in her. It's like Meeks. Meeks here in Chicago. He ran with Runner, and they won, and he gave them the, um, the state job over the schools and whatnot. Ain't heard shit else from him on a large scale. He I got what like he wanted. James Meeks. I do not like James Meeks. <laughs> go ahead. I, I can't stand that. <laughs> I can't stand that little motherfucker. But go ahead. I just want to get that in. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to yeah, we got to start asking questions, everybody. Everything is just not black and white. You got a gray area out there too. 
we need to stop being so comfortable with everybody telling us what the hell we need to do and, and how to do it. Add that shit up. You know, in, in, I want in the name, in, in, in the name of God. You know that that's another thing about it. They they they, they throw that shit and wrap it around. I ain't gonna cut you off, but yeah. go ahead, do your thing. Oh man, cut me off anytime you need to, bro. I understand. You know, like I said, real people from the hood. That's how we do. Um, I just wish, man, that people would just make better judgment as far as uh, voting, as far as getting involved, as far as just seeing. If you see some shit ain't working, why are you going to just say, okay, you know, God will come around and, and take care of that one day. He ain't take care of the shit that. It'll probably speed up the process if you believe in your God and just go out there and do some shit and let him do whatever, whatever it is you think he's going to do on his end. You know, um, all this, you know, pray on the front end, you're going to get yours on the back end, but the ones that's telling you this is living better than you and damn near all your friends. Mm-hmm. How the hell can you respect somebody that 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 that's teaching you something and jacking you at the same time? I never. And you know he look, And you know he looking up under somebody's dress. Or you know he's fucking around with this person. You know this deacon fucking this person. <laughs> uh, this, this relationship. They they know this shit because they. I talk and they tell me I've been told this shit, and they still go to this church. And and. and don't toss a couple two cents in the hat, man. You know, if it works, my thing, look, if it works for you, embrace it. But the thing is, this shit ain't working for you. And you don't even realize. Oh, you know, man. and I hate getting into arguments with these people about where I stand. I've been standing like this, man, since forever. You know, I've lost friends and, and people that, that really thought I was disrespecting them. No, I wasn't. I was giving you my opinion. Yeah. That's it. You have an opinion. Me don't too. get pissed off because your opinion ain't stronger than mine. You know, I'm not and trying to get to you know, And you don't, you don't get mad at them. I mean, you take what they say, but you, you tell them your side, and you, you go going to hell, and you just, they want they, I've been unfriended. I've been called an uh, antichrist. I, I've been, you know, called a, 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 a hate God. I'm atheist. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know <laughs> You gotta question stuff. I don't care what it is. If, if it's gonna if it's gonna mean you being involved with something, if it means you looking out for your family, your kids, your husband, your wife, and you know that something smells like shit, it most likely it is shit. Question it. And then if you don't, if you, okay, you may not get the answer that you're looking for. You may not get the uh, question um, 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 stated a certain way. But you can look in somebody's eyes on their actions and see if that's going to benefit you. At least you can do that much instead of just saying, yeah. amen, uh, we're going to put it in God's hand. Let God, let go, let go, let God. How the hell do you say that crap? That's the easy way out. And no conversation behind it. They'll say amen and won't question it. They won't bring it up. Twenty little nice little hats on and hear all the gossip and go to the turkey, uh, turkey dinner afterwards and they passed the running out the back door going to the boat, him and his three wives and his three young ladies that he's got sitting in the front row. <laughs> yeah, who's fucking who's wife, but, who's fucking who's husband. Oh, man, I just hope that our people, uh, man, that all of them ain't like that. The progressive ones I really like. The progressive ones have really, when they come to me and we talk about something, they'll give me their end of it. They won't be pissed off at me. They won't. They'll say what they need to say, and we still be buddies. But you know, you got some that's undercover, man. That'll that'll kick you to the curve and won't say nothing. But you know, they'll go back to their little group and say, "Oh, Jimmy ain't shit." Yeah, Jimmy ain't shit. Ain't none of us ain't shit. As long as we don't, as long as we stay quiet and don't question anything. Yeah, well, they, they, can't, they end, can't. How are they gonna get you to understand? Or what they believe when they don't even understand what they thought. All they know is what they've been told. They haven't read any other books uh, to, to counter or to compare to what they've been taught by another human being. And uh, it, it's just, uh, I, I really like to do a show. I, I wish we could get a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of Christians, maybe a couple of atheists, most, and, and do a round table kind of like show and just, I don't know how that would go. It probably would get really frustrated, especially with the Christians, because they're the ones who really 
seem to be ultra sensitive to a counterpoint. You know. You know what? That <laughs> would know. be a good show, though, Keith. We can do that. Um, we got a total of an hour forty minutes, an hour forty five minutes. Oh, we 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 have we have the rights to two hours a night. Two hours. Okay. Oh, yeah, we have if a I can go hours. on Facebook and find some people, I got a, a Nagas page, N A G A S page on Facebook. I could actually really want to come to a round table and I'm just going to throw a question out there and let them answer it. You know, I'm not going to try to bait anybody. I'm not going to set them up. You know, one atheist, one Muslim, um, one Christian, Baptist, however, however they want to do it. I have no problem with yeah. it. Yeah, and we won't. I, know, I, I, would, I wouldn't be so hard. I wouldn't impose my my view. I would express my view, but I, I would be. I, I can be. I can be respectful. I mean, it's, it's not a not a not a. You know, I mean, no matter how stupid ass a motherfucker can be, I'd still be respectful. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you know, it would be an interesting show. It would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to set that up. For, I'm going to try to set up for the spring. Not even the spring. I want to try to do it in like another month or so. If I can get somebody to cooperate and call in, we put them all in the chat room, get them, cue them up, and I'll ask the question. I'm not going to tell what the question is. I'm just going to ask the question and let all of them answer it. And then if people want to call in and put their two cents in, I have no problem with that. But please, I'm going to tell you now, if I set this up and I get everybody to be to each other, nobody on the gas page, man, they, they get to call each other names like a mug on there, Jack, so I don't know what's up with that. So, anyway, I'm going to try to set that up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been nice talking, running off at my mouth. My executive producer, Keith Bledsoe. Dude, do you have anything you want to say before we uh, go off the air? Well, I, I just say we, uh, we're we promising up our act. We're get, getting this together. Uh, we we want to get callers in. We want to uh, stimulate some conversation, if nothing else. Get people to not necessarily agree, with, but to think outside of the comfort zone. That's that's what we get locked in and what we fuck up at because we refuse to come out of the comfort zone and think beyond that. It's a whole lot of shit outside of there that you need to pay attention to. And uh, that's that's the goal uh, uh, from my angle of, of this whole show. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. And me, ladies and gentlemen, just think, stop selling your votes cheap. Again, the community is our home. Um, progressives out there that are really doing their thing. We got some community folks. And we got some people that grew up with that doing their things and trying to help. Uh, all we got to do is uh, add on to those numbers, and hopefully, somewhere down the road, man, we'll 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 make that first giant step to the point where we can at least again get the brothers, man, that are locked up, the felons, to get back in society and help with some of the ruthlessness that's going on, because they, you 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 you. You start a fire, and you combat it with fire, and you end it with fire. They can do a better job than the freaking police. And ladies and gentlemen, on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening, um, real people in the hood. Uh, cue up that ACDC, man, and we're going to get the heck up out of here. Brother Jim, talk with you next week, my brother. Peace. Next week, my brother, it's on. Have a good one. All right, Back, my mama.